Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Propane Business Podcast. Today is part two of our series about working remotely, and we're going to kind of run through my American road trip and how I managed to work kind of full-time and, you know, run some some of the elements of Propane Fitness and the Propane Business Program, and basically how that worked. Because I think this probably mirrors most likely the idea of like, oh, travel and work from your laptop and ooh, and like, what are the actual realities of that? How does everything fit in? What are the what are the problems? What are the awesome parts of it? And we're just going to kind of cover that today. But before that, I would like to ask Johnny in this great segment, which I don't know if anyone likes, but I do. So we're doing it again. <laughs> what would a business guru do if they were in the fitness industry? So, I am going to go with Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Gary V. He's in, he's in a personal training. How would he so, run his fitness business? You want me to answer that? Yes. Have you seen the... I can't remember the guy's name. There's like a, there's like a, a video a guy's done where he just exaggerates all of Gary V's feet, like characteristics. Have you seen that? I haven't. But I, can imagine said, it. Like, I passed up on Uber. Like I never mention it. I never talk about it, but I passed up on Uber like 40 times. And he says that like 10 times in the video. Yeah. And it's, and it's he just goes like, he's buying coffee. And he's like, content, content. Over and over again. <laughs> so I think, I think like when I look at Gary V's stuff, I just look at it and think he must be shattered all of oh the time. Oh my God. I I think he has something deeply painful inside him every time I see a video. Yeah. I like I, I get the sort of omnipresence thing, but he, he's obviously he's an investor in most of the platforms that he talks about, which it's hard to be objective when no. you're linked to the app doing well, the app is linked to time on screen and people using it and posting content. So I think he would just do exactly what he does now to promote whatever it is that he promotes. Yeah. Like prom- promotes promoting with promotions on social media um, to get keynote speaking gigs to talk about promoting promotions on social media. Um, he would just do that to talk about fitness. So it's all like, I, I honestly can't think of a way of running things that I would enjoy less online than the way he does it. Yeah. Because you have to just completely unlock the door to your life. And everything that you do just becomes content, which just must be, I mean, so a lot of people we talk to are doing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> or trying to do it. it the, the, yeah. The, the trouble with this is, I'm trying to give another example of, of this, like this style of situation where if it doesn't work, it's so easy to just say, oh, well, it's all your fault. 
Yeah. Like if you try and be Gary V. So like if you listen to Gary V's, if you watch any of his stuff on YouTube and he talks to other people about like their content production, it's always their fault because they're not doing enough. So it would it would basically be prescribing 10 sets of 10 seven days a week. And then when that was failed to you, oh you didn't you didn't oh you didn't hit seven hundred squats this week at seventy yeah. percent of your one rep max, that's on you. Yeah, yeah. So his whole thing is like doing as much as possible, whether it works or not, rather than doing the least the fewest things possible and trying to still get the same result. So it's it's like the the opposite of efficiency. It's so just creating waste. Three a day workouts. <laughs> Is yeah. what he prescribed to his clients, and then they failed to hit the volume. They'd be like, "Well, that's on you." I imagine he prescribed a lot of supplements. Yes, supplements, or oh, just everything. It would be absolute supplements, just like lifting gloves, bands, Bosu balls, and just every single day, just trying out five different modalities and hoping one of them works. It's there's a there's like those clips that go around of people in a gym where they're like they have like ten mobility bands on them and they're kind of dancing up and down and that's like a, that's often people often say that's what powerlifters do in a gym when they're warming up so just that constantly forever but yeah he probably just needs a, he probably just needs like a lie in and a, <laughs> like a, just to watch a film and have a have imagine oh my god imagine him doing a silent retreat <sighs> would he kill everyone at the retreat. Do you think? Is there a chance? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I honestly think that probably is what he needs. I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know the guy at all. Obviously, maybe he's fine, and it's all the perception he puts across. But it looks like he's just constantly had too much caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> and having too much caffeine is a pretty like exhausting place to be. A tough feeling there for very long. Yeah, yeah. that's not a nice feeling. So yeah, that's what he would do. There you go. Amazing. Um, so yes, let's get into the kind of the core of the episode today. So it's got, it's a follow-on from the conversations we were having about kind of working remotely. And at the end of that, you said that you sort of had a lot of questions for me about the, I guess, the road trip and about how I manage my daily workflow when I'm completely mm. remote and there's no one telling me to do anything really. So how do I do that? So yeah, I mean, ask away. Okay. Well, so I guess let's like set the context. So I think the biggest thing we have to navigate is time zone. Yes. Like even even when you're not traveling, time zone. So talk me through like a day in in Alex's life, like where you are now. Which where is, I am now. South Florida. Okay. So, so South back Florida, to where it all began. Back to back to where it all kicked off. Well, you know, so yeah, so for context of listeners, this is where I started. Like South Florida is where I've been for the whole pandemic. It's where my girlfriend's from. And we've been living with her family for basically the last year. We did live in New York, um, but that was not fun to be in a pandemic and too expensive rent to just stay indoors in the winter in the dark. So we decided to come down here where the weather's nice and there's loads of stuff outside. So that's some context there, which is, I don't know, because I, I feel like it might just look like I'm trying to be douchey and tropical. <laughs> If that makes sense, but like, there's a lot of context as to why I'm down here, but it really did make a lot of sense. Uh, and also, like, you know, obviously we're living with a family, so rent is much cheaper than it would be if we were just renting a place. Um, and there's also, you know, there's just a lot of positives that come with that. So that that's number one because I think also, and I'm going to go into this more with the road trip about like capital and like how much does it actually cost to live that kind of lifestyle because I think that's very important to to discuss. Um, but that's the context as to why we're here. And Florida is five hours uh, behind England. So when it's 2 p.m. in England, it is 9 a.m. in Florida, which is when I clock on. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Does that make sense, Johnny? Yeah, for, for some reason... I found clock on funny. I don't know why. Because you you imagine, well, yeah, okay. I don't, there's no formal process of me like (laughs) punching a ticket with Johnny. Uh, I don't know why I found it funny. I can't explain. It might be (laughs) because it sounded maybe a bit rude initially when I heard it. It was quite, you said it in quite an abrupt way. Maybe it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Alex comes online at 2 p.m. Yes, UK time. And And that's that's the start of my day. Uh, I'm online until 5 p.m which is 10 p.m. UK time. Yeah. Okay, so I think, like, that's the first thing that people have to consider when... So, again, like, they're running their own... Like, they've, they've decided they've got a few clients and they think, right, I'm just about covering my costs. I'm going to go travel. Mm-hmm. The first problem is, well, we have to arrange things, like, from, from a team perspective around your time zone. And as I said in the, in the previous one, we have, like, other time zones to consider as well. Yes. But when you were traveling, you were moving across time zones. Yeah, that was fun. So there's four different time zones in the United States. I went to every single one of them and then back across again on my road trip. So that was very... Is your start time, like as far as I was concerned, I think only moved by like an hour? Yeah, so when we got to the West Coast, and it's a three-hour difference from here, so it's eight hours. No, it's not eight, it's seven. So yeah, because it goes... This is what confused me doing the maths of it. So it's five, six, seven. Oh, no, so it was eight. I think it was eight then. I can't. I don't even know. Well, because we dur- during the traveling, we also had a clock change. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's. I don't want to bore people with that too much. But basically, <laughs> basically, what what happened is, so there, there there were several ways I could have gone about it. I could have said, Johnny, I'm only working at nine a.m., which would have been very strange, the weird voice for me to use with Johnny. But <laughs> I don't know how to take on that. But. Uh, what I did instead was basically just work. I think, yeah, was, so when I got to the West Coast, it was an hour later, so I'd start at 3 p.m. UK time, but it would be 6 a.m. That was it. Over there. Was it. Yeah. Because I wasn't trying to do 5 a.m. I think 5 a.m. is the time where it gets a bit egregious. And I'll, anyone listening to this who like works at a gym will be like, piss off, mate. Fucking gym yeah. opens at 5 a.m., you dick. Um, I have to be there at 4.30. But anyways, <laughs> it's still like, at that point, it's a bit like, oh my God. I think five, five is a difficult time to get up. Six is tough, but doable. And yeah. I guess it's it's all relative. Um, but that that's how we kind of manage that. Um, and the great perk of that is that if you work from six, I would finish at two. So that I just have an entire day to go and enjoy whatever was going on in America at that point. So that was really fun. Because I think um, that's the that's the coolest bit about the because time zones are a fact, but they're also an opportunity. It's yeah. like while you were traveling, you could finish work at like just after midday, yeah, and still have the afternoon to well, exactly and I, 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 see I, like waterfalls and or like whatever it was that you were looking at that that particular day. Big trees, yeah, coasts, sea lions, elephant seals, just any kind of good yeah. stuff eagles um but yeah so so that's how it worked and i think i don't know i think it's a lesson in that for everything but like the difference between 6 a.m and 9 a.m emotionally doesn't feel like that much but logistically massively opens up your opportunities for the rest of the day so this is kind of i guess a life hack whether or not you start working so i still get up at well it depends on the day and depends on what my training is that day i've kind of figured out that my body if i'm doing like a heavy session or trying to hit a single i probably don't want to get up at 6 a.m I just don't feel as good. Um, but if I'm like, you know, well, what I do now is, you know, I'm right. I'm working on a movie script at the moment. Well, not a movie script, a 
TV series, a pilot. So that's why I, I get up at like 6.30 and then we'll work on that until work starts, essentially. Um, we'll do my little routine, work, morning routine for half an hour, which, fun fact, I have no freaking morning routine at all. There's there's nothing. Like the, I know that you, you, Yusuf and Chris, <laughs> love a morning routine. I, I'm less so these days, but yeah. But I, I, I know I that know. There, there was a period of time in yes, which was. there was yeah. like like clockwork my morning routine is like sort of drag myself out of bed have a coffee and that's the routine <laughs> that's that's it that's, sitting that's scroll through instagram with, uh, a, with an iced coffee is it not iced coffee oh yeah iced coffee always iced coffee is better than warm coffee i'll fight you i won't i don't know i'd probably lose that you're pretty strong but <laughs> you've got the reach on me i, I do i just Gain distance, keep distance, <laughs> stick and move, stick and move. Um, <laughs> but I don't yeah. know, like, hot, hot, there's something about like a nice, like a long black, for example. That's fair. I mean, also, like in New York, probably, I, I guess the weather, the weather's pretty continuous. In Florida, it is always 22 degrees or 20 or 35 degrees. It's between that the entirety of the year, apart from maybe like a week in winter where it gets to like 15 degrees. So, right. yeah. So, like, it's, you know, there's there's no point at which it's like, oh, I really need some a nice warm coffee. Um, I think you definitely don't want like a large milk. You don't want like a large latte. Yeah, like that's how it just sweat the whole morning, isn't it? Exactly. So Big, milky drink. So it's yeah, it's normally like a well. So it's been a mixture to really dive into the morning routine. So this is the entirety of my morning routine. We have a little espresso Keurig thing. I don't know if Keurig exists in England. I don't remember it existing, but it's basically like Nespresso or whatever. It's a coffee maker, really good. Um, but you just put in a little espresso pod, whack that on. And I know you're a coffee purist. You did some like Japanese swirling at some point. I don't know if you still do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but don't know. Just, don't just whack that in, get a little a glass with some ice in, the the coffee the espresso comes out hot and then I just mix that in with a protein shake or like a Starbucks pre-made iced coffee. Nice. And, that's it just, and that's your morning routine. That's that's my whole morning routine. And um, then well, so, so, well okay, and then write for, write for two hours. But okay. you know, so <laughs> that or unless I'm like, oh, I'm training hard today, I'm just gonna get, you know, eight to nine hours sleep instead then I'll just sleep until 8.30 and then do the same thing and then start work at nine. <laughs> That's well, basically it. So you start work at nine. Yes. So you're in a in your girlfriend's mum's house, right? Yep. So how do you structure that time? Um, so well, so I normally... Come, well, so this is the interesting thing about starting at 2 p.m. is that a lot of your days already happened. So there's normally quite a chunk of inbound to deal with um of just like you know whether or not it's members areas concerns and just making sure that you know everyone is is doing well you know check in with people or if it's a lot of inbound emails like i manage a lot of the email inbox um you know i know you check it here and there but like i'm the sort of the everydayer as it were um and so it's normally what I'll start with is that stuff because that's the stuff that is likely to have any urgency to it like a lot of the stuff in the business because we've built good systems you know, well, and also just because of like how reality works, like that in both fitness and business, there's rarely like emergencies, emergencies, like, you know, there's injury or like you're getting sued, but like there's still to the overall health of the business, especially, mm. you know, if it's at a certain size, if someone's like, even if like a client is violently unhappy, 
violently annoyed. Yeah, I, which, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, but like, even if that would be the case, which doesn't happen, but you know, mm. if if that was the case, like, that's still not like a critical issue because it's it's one of m- multiple clients. Now, you obviously want to solve that as quickly as possible, but that is to say that like between when you start at 9am in England and when I start at 9am in Florida, that five hours, it's not like that's been some, I, I don't panic that something terrible has happened. Does that make sense? Alex has been trained over and over again to really dumb these things down and make it sound fine. Whereas actually, I suppose what it's like is Yusuf, me, Yusuf and Alex are on board like a wooden galleon sailing across a massive ocean and Alex wakes up and the boat's on fire. Yeah. And it, there's, there's absolutely thrashing panic everywhere Yusuf's dangling overboard with a rope trying to repair a hole in the hole. I'm trying to waft the fire out. And Alex wakes up and goes, Oh, we've got good systems. You know, no one's no one's suing us. It's all fine. That's a fairly normal day, I would say. Yeah. I am joking. Well, no, but no, but I think no. that's but I think that's a benefit of like the distance I have within the business is like because I didn't build it yeah. <laughs> you know, from the ground up, I'm less panicky in certain situations, I think, yeah. Than, yeah. than than you and Yusuf yeah. are. And I'm just like, yeah. well, you know, we'll sort this out. It's fine. Like, it's on me. So there was something that Alex found me. <laughs> you remember the, so you, Alex sent a message at like, I think what was like 9 p.m. It might have even been later, like 9 p.m. UK time. That basically just <laughs> I don't know. I think it started with like, um, urgent in all capitals or something. And you found a link on a website. I'm not even going to say the domain because people will go and try and find it. That was that was directing to a like a like a Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that was we. It looked like we'd been hacked. So yeah, yes. It was. So I think it was like urgent. Think the website has been hacked, and if there's a way to like awaken the deepest fears in you, sir, it's to say the phrase. <laughs> either the website is hacked or the website is down one of the two things and you're like and just <laughs> locks into panic so but he he then you know he's on the phone to the server and all that sort of stuff to sort it but that's the only time i can ever remember where something's felt like oh shit we should probably sort that yeah but that was i can't even remember how you found it it wasn't an email it was just you were clicking a link and you're like oh that's not oh, that's oh, oh dear oh this is just Hey, what's up? My name's Jimmy, and I've been working with Pro Pair Fitness for the last 12 weeks now. Everything is now in place. I've actually now got a, a, a business model as such, which beforehand I had none of that. And to be honest, I had no idea where to even start. So if you are having any doubts or hesitations, then you're right in having them. But um, trust me, it'll be worth it. Two cracking lads as well, who are down to earth and kind of know where you're coming from. Um, which is also the reason why I chose to go with these two lads, um, Johnny and Yusuf, because they've came from a similar background to myself where they were working full-time jobs, weren't happy with what they were doing, knew where they wanted to go um, and have nailed it, in my opinion. So yeah, thanks very much, guys, and I look forward to continuing work with you in the future. But yeah, so back to sort of how the day structured, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'll normally go through the stuff that might be, you know, that's inbound, that needs kind of reacting to. Um, then I literally, I mean, I, ha- I have a list of things that I need to achieve in the day, like, and it's consistent. So I have a list of like, so that's where I think the routine is for me. 
like it's not in my morning routine but there's like a certain work routine of these are the tasks that i have to do or these you know these are the, these are the roles that i'm assigned to do and i will literally tick through them i find that very helpful because i'm a bit of a scatterbrain uh, to be honest, like I, I really am. I, I think more so than you, you and Yusuf. Like I think that's something I've, I struggle with throughout my life, like just organization. Um, so having that in front of me, I just find very useful. Um, and I can kind of like bounce off that. And it's not like super rigid, but it's like these things need to be completed. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, and completely. And then a lot of the time I'll be like, oh, do I feel like doing that right now? No. Or like, do I know that this is an annoying, difficult one? Yes, it is. So I'll probably do that when I have some, you know, more energy in the morning. Um, but yeah, that's that's normally how I structure things. It's just very list based. It's funny because a lot of the things you're saying is just like, oh, this is kind of how I solve this problem. Like the, there's entire productivity books I've read seriously that touch on the things you just glossed over. So like having a having a done for the day list of like when I have done the following things, I'm done. Yeah. having like just that lit. so i i have a i have a paper book where I, I write down a bit of paper away from like task managers and yeah just, i'm just going to do these five things and it's just there on a bit of paper it's so simple and then the other thing you said of like matching energy levels to the difficulty difficulty of the thing because yeah. there's nothing worse than like feeling tired or distracted and trying to tackle the hardest thing for the day yeah, yeah. especially when you just sat on your own well yeah so that that i think that's probably like my biggest issue would be like task switching yeah like i think that is like that is the biggest problem with running an online business is that you're online yeah <laughs> and that there's Honestly. a lot of things designed to distract you so like i do a lot of the managing of our social media for example I do you know a lot of some of that and obviously the feed is designed to distract me like it is literally designed to keep me on that platform as opposed to do my thing and then get the hell out of there mm-hmm. uh, and like it's really that's where I probably lose the most time is is doing that or some inbound message comes in that then takes me away from the thing that I'm doing. Um, which, so this is a, this is a weird hack, but your email notification sound. So I have Apple mail. It doesn't really matter what one you can use because you, you can change it with anything, I think. But changing what that noise is, is really helpful. The same as changing where certain apps are on your phone that you that are a time suck, like just changing their physical location. Because to me, it's just automatic. So, for example, I heard, you know, I, I got to the point where I'd hear the email sound of us getting an email, and it, it would just like I'd just be like, alert, Whoa! you know what I mean? <laughs> so that that's something that, like, I think mid-pandemic, really, like, I was like, no, I need to change this because yeah. now I think I'm at the end of this sound's life cycle. So at the moment, I think the sound is called bullfrog, and when I get an email, it goes like, Burr? or something like that, <laughs> which is so much different to like. Like, so yeah. it's, it's, I think it just, it like, I just allowed me to be like, oh, cool. We've got an email. Just like detrains, detrains the response of like, oh my God, urgent. Exactly. And and yeah. I think I'm probably at the point where I need to change that around as well. Um, but yeah. So I think like, that's maybe like a little tip of like, just look at, look at where in the landscape of your work environment. Cause it's all, it's all on my laptop. Like there's, there is literally nothing outside of my laptop that is to do with the propane fitness role. <laughs> does that make sense like especially when i'm traveling as well like there's literally no (laughs) it's all there or it's on my phone um Mm. i don't really have any like paper documents of the business you know (laughs) no briefcase no briefcase (laughs) maybe i need one (laughs) but uh, but yeah so yeah i don't have anything like that so i think understanding that how you organize the workspace on your laptop or the workspace on your Mm. phone is very important to 
being effective like designing that environment in a way that's kind of conducive to all of your flaws as a uh, you know in concentration and kind of what distracts you um how do you because something i've noticed is that if i say like i can say in passing uh would you mind doing this mm-hmm. like obviously sometimes you forget because you're only human but most of the time you don't and i think that's like it's something I remember the guy, so David Allen, the guy who wrote Getting Things Done, was like the sign of like a reliable person is you can just like throw something in someone's in tray virtually and it, it happens and you don't have to like ask about it four or five times. Yeah. So how are you, do you just remember? Well, so I suppose like for a person, for someone listening, a tip for that is like a client asks something or a thought happens or you get an email or you see something pop up, the notification, and then you're lying in bed at night like, oh god i've forgotten to do the thing yeah and that like i think when everything's online that becomes a real stress because it can really quickly just spiral out of control so how do you like keep a handle on because you're saying like things are quite dynamic emails are coming in all the time stuff's cropping up so how do you keep a handle on that uh so well i think like I'm going to answer it by not answering it to start with, but to touch on okay. what you said about like the the, the, the nighttime panic, for example. Like, oh, duh, duh. <laughs> so I have very defined boundaries of like when I'm working and when I'm not in my head. And it's, it's purely mental because I literally use the same laptop as I used to do all my work to like kind of relax half the time. Um, mm-hmm. Although actually I really don't spend much time. Like now I used to spend quite a lot of time on my laptop, but now I really don't like unless I'm writing or working i really i barely use it for anything else so i think that's a good boundary to have is like that i don't and you know if you can afford it like i'd get two laptops or you know something like that just so you can there is there are specific boundaries between stuff uh because i think that it does well it does the benefit of like when you're off you're off but also when you're on uh there's like a limit to it. There's like a, a deadline. You know what I mean? It's not like I can, well, I could theoretically come online at any time and do some work for propane. But if I know I end then, and then this thing shuts and then it's done. And then until tomorrow, it's literally done. Mm-hmm. It adds a lot of boundaries of like, oh, it adds a lot more urgency to getting something done, which I think you don't have because no, you're awful at that. You message me at nine. I'm like, go, I tell you to go away so much. Alex has told me to like go go away and be on holiday to like go back to sleep. Yeah, all, all these sorts of things. I'm shocking at that. Terrible yeah. at that. But like, I think it's it's it, it adds an urgency to the things that you've been asked to do that are a bit more casual uh, in having that boundary. And then in terms of how I actually do it, I'll either do it if I so if there's a point and like I can do it now, I'll just do it then. Like generally, that's the easiest way to do it. Is like just you've passed me the hot potato. I'm going to eat it now. <laughs> I'm not going to wait to go cold. But like, but so that, that's one way. Is like if the if the workflow kind of dictates that that's possible, do it that way. Or like um, tag stuff as unread. I do that quite a bit. Or like you know like or mark mark it as unread or something like that. If I'm like I don't have the capacity to do that right now in my headspace, but I need to do it at some point, or I write it down. So there's kind of like multiple ways of doing it. And depend on what the could you just is, um, you know. I normally, honestly, just having the like, I have to get that done by the end of the day. I generally, I generally do remember that, which is not the most reliable. But and if it's like a project, I will write it down. Does that make sense? Like if it's something that's like yeah. a ten minute task, it's normally just kept, kept to the confines of the day. And like I need to do that, even if it's something that isn't urgent. I tend to do that just because it's 
it's much, like there's no point in it weighing on my brain or like weighing in my like inbox if it could be out of there. It's the it's like the getting into a cold shower thing, isn't it? Like you turn the shower on to be cold, and people stand there and go like, "Oh, it's too cold." Whereas the only way to do it is just before you've even realised what's happened, just then you've had a cold shower. Yeah, so I think the yeah like that. So that again, that's similar to like the two minute rule, mm-hmm. although not 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 quite the same. But just this idea of like it's so easy. Something comes in, you're like, "Oh, that's a bit uncomfortable. Oh, that's a bit difficult. I don't really want to do that." I'll do it in an hour. And yeah. then you forget, or it just never gets done. If something can, is going to take like ten minutes of time, I think better just doing it. But so you're saying you always leave some kind of like stake in the ground of like that's not been done yet, or so I'll, I'll mark that back as unread if it's a message or an email. Yeah, or I'll write it down so I remember. And then yeah. you have these, you have this like checklist of things, which is a recurring set of tasks that's a daily thing or a weekly thing. Yeah, like and, this, and I think like, like this podcast appointment time, for example, is just well, exactly. So uh, I'll, I'll peer behind the scenes, but Johnny resisted recording this today, and he tried to make up some nonsense excuse. <laughs> just ridiculous, and uh, and I said, uh, well, actually, yeah. no. What what he said was, oh, do, do we have enough podcasts in the feed, or could we kind of miss this one today? And I'll give you. Well, since we're recording it now, Johnny, we do have enough podcasts. We have plenty. Oh my God. You know what? I suspected that. <laughs> we I have say, enough. Do, do but... we need... So I needed to I needed to produce a, a contract for a member of the team, which I think is quite an important thing. So on the in the in the spectrum of like important but not urgent, urgent the Eisenhower matrix is a separate thing, which is things that Johnny thinks are important. And that's where this was. <laughs> And uh, and Alex just went. We do need to record one, but you didn't actually answer my question. Was that? No. Mm-hmm. no. Okay. Let's. But here we are. We've recorded it now. Well, so but I think like that's an interesting dynamic you have as team members is that I have the stuff that's I feel is very important to my role, and I think sometimes you have to get like a bit annoying with it of like so for example like this time there are you know the amount of hours that you work in a week, which I know. You know what, yeah. there's 40 allegedly, but it's probably close to like 55, I'd imagine. If I'm, if I'm, <laughs> but yeah, you're probably online for a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but either way, like there, this is one out of those a hundred <laughs> and we could keep that sacred. You know what I mean? So I think like, that's why I kind of push back on that. But I think that's, that's always, and obviously like, this is an external example of that. But there's you also have those internal battles all the time as well. Like even if something it feels like it might not be the most urgent thing or might not be the most important, if you've promised to yourself three months ago that this was a key part of your role, you need to do it anyway. Does that make sense? This is why, honestly, like this is why people. So that I think one of the things that's that's really hard to do because you have you have some kind of accountability to us. Yes, and then you've just described some, an example of how we have some kind of accountability to you as well. And like I'll have levels of accountability to USAF, but like things that are that are expected of me at certain times. So most online coaches will have accountability to their clients, but mm-hmm. past that, of like I need to produce a podcast. Like no one gives a shit really if yeah. you don't produce the podcast. So that you need some kind of external structure and accountability. And obviously, coaching is the obvious one. Like joining mm-hmm. a community of people who are doing the same thing. Propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast or emails, um, but. Like without that, it's so it would have been so easy for me today to just go, like you just rationalize it, don't you? Like like you rationalize like the extra 
bit of calories at the end of the day because you because you need recovery. Or you rationalize like not working out or not, you know, not yeah. doing... anything that's hard. Anything that's hard. Like yeah. absolutely after having recorded it, I'm glad we recorded it. At the time, I was like, I have something important. And I still I still think that I was right about that, but I got it, I got it done regardless, which well, yeah, is another exactly. interesting exactly. feedback in. I knew so you like, would. I like, okay, <laughs> I've got a deadline. Magically, I got the thing done quicker than I was expecting. Yeah. So I've got another five minutes. You've got another five minutes. Yeah. Oh, so we, we haven't even touched on traveling. So maybe that's a part three. <laughs> We've completely... I, have to go, I have to go and pick Dexter up from the getting his haircut. Oh, wow. Which I did tell you at the start. I did, I did no, 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 I know that. that, that that's done. not the issue. It's just we've, we've gone off on a tangent. Done the, it's been well, a good tangent. Part three. Exactly. I think, it's a good series. I think it's a good series. I think this episode is incredible. I, I honestly seriously wish that I had been able to listen to this when I started. Okay. Because you, you know the thing that's so frustrating about all of this stuff is the, you know, like all the memes that are going around, or it's like an image, I guess, at the moment of like the beginning, the middle, and the end of a journey. Yeah. Like the beginning and the end of the same. So like the thing that you start doing and the thing that you end up doing is like the same process, but there's all this bullshit in the middle where you make it too complicated. Like all the stuff we're talking about of just self-management and all the things Alex is mentioning of like, have a list of things to do for the day, have boundaries, have like, if something comes in and it's difficult, just do it then and there. Have like a separate device for your work and not for work. Like if all you did was that shit, it, it's so easy. Well, it's, really. it's very similar to working out. Like I, I think that's why... I think that's why you guys do so well in this is because you guys really did figure out the working out thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it, took, it took you a lot of bullshit and messing around. Uh, yeah. But like, I think, you know, program fitness is a really great program. <laughs> you know, like it's just solid and the advice in there rings true and will continue to ring true forever. And I think it's the same with this business stuff. Like you're managing, so, you know, with fitness, you're managing, I guess, your ability to recover and the effort you put in and the exercise selection with your business you are managing i guess like money is the the other extra thing that you're kind of managing but it's still it's still time and effort uh time effort and focus like it's yeah. it's still exactly the same kind of assets that you're playing around with you're just putting them towards a slightly different goal uh but within that all of the same behavioral tweaks and flaws ring true and all of the same biases will play out and trip you up from getting to your goal as efficiently as possible. And that's the weird thing is that in searching for efficiency, you often go the wrong way. Yeah. Whereas because you're looking for stuff to be very fast when in reality, things can only be the pace that they can be like, you can only move at a certain pace. Now with business and especially with online, you can leverage stuff to make it a bit more extreme. Like it's a bit more cheat coding in terms of like how physics reacts within you know reality. Like it's not like you're shipping physical bales of straw. So you need a silo to hold the straw in to then, you know, ship it out. So you are, there's, there's a lot of the limiter taken off in some ways, but that also allows you to go all of the wrong ways in an unlimited way too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so figuring out what the reasonable limits of what you should be doing are and what the, I guess, not mediocre expectations, but what the, what the middle ground is, what the reasonable stuff is, and just actioning that as effectively as possible in 10 years will have you 
50 times in a better spot than the person who was just chasing ex exceedingly ridiculous results. And just like investing, for example, again, I'm just going to use this <laughs> more analogies, but like there's the, there's the whole idea of like, just invest in the S&P 500 and just do that forever. And you'll be fine, mate. 7% a year, in 30 years, you'll be a trillionaire. Um, or like, oh, Bitcoin, oh, Dogecoin, oh, fucking this thing and this thing. And it's not that there aren't people that get very wealthy off that. And it's not that like, this is not a comment on cryptocurrency. It's more that it's more the mechanism of searching for extreme results versus like, oh, this particular thing is wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, like the, the narrative in this world is like the, the, the Bitcoin equivalent, the crypto equivalent is like 10 grand a month now. Yes. Like, if it took you three four years to build a like 80 percent gross or it's like 90 percent gross margin 50 percent net margin business at 100 grand a year it yeah. took you four years to do that like is that really the worst thing that it took four years <laughs> and like, it's, it's not like and it's not like this bizarre thing built of like plasticine and straw yeah uh, so yeah. it doesn't fall over as soon as any pressure is applied to it yeah like i, I just I, it, it blows my mind that like people are so willing to throw away they're like oh you know what i'm just going to do some really simple stuff every day and just enjoy the process and in five years time it'll be doing maybe a couple hundred grand a year that'd be amazing instead it's like oh yeah but if it's not doing x by in three months time then there's no point it's like who, yeah. who are the people who are the people who are still in business it's not it's not the people who are worried about the 12 weeks it's the people who were thinking decade so it's the same in anything. It's the same in like achieving stuff. Well, and then if we bring it back to kind of the, the core theme of this episode, it's the same with my work day. If I don't turn up being like, I am going to fucking crush it. <laughs> now, you, you, you might hate to hear that, Johnny. But, you know, uh -huh. I, turn up, I turn up and go, these are the tasks I have to do. These are the projects that I'm working on that might move the needle in a big way in the future. I need to do the things I need to do. Some days I don't even manage those things. Mm. you know but it's it still is. it's the it's the global result it's not the day-to-day -day, i had to nail this day or i'm a failure and oh it's like cool yeah I, you know and this, this is going to feed into when we talk about traveling is like there are a lot of times <laughs> during the traveling where it's a bit like oh freaking hell i just need to get some things done because this is a bit mm -hmm. mental and i've got to drive nine hours later but yeah, yeah yeah you know and so we'll talk about that in the next episode but i think that's that's a good spot to kind of leave this um, yeah we'll, we'll touch on we should talk about like the importance of like measuring some things as well because mm -hmm. you have the i think the ability to measure backwards like you can look at a year ago and yeah. say like this is what was happening a year ago like this is how many of this stuff thing i was doing this is what the business was doing this is where it's at now so when you have one of those days where it's like holy shit it's a bit mental i feel really behind you're like oh hold yeah. on a second yeah things are still trending okay. in the right direction i just need to keep like ticking the box every day exactly but yeah i guess was an unexpected direction but a very useful episode so right. next Lovely. time let's do the podcast that we're going to do today amazing speak soon see you want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 
we really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.